0: Good morning podcast, I'm Chef Ben and this is Food and 5, brought to you today by Secret Aardvark Hot Sauce, which is not your usual hot sauce. Their flagship sauce features a unique Caribbean meets Tex-Mex flavor and just enough heat to slap the sass out of your mouth. It's a versatile table sauce that adds a special something to dang near anything and works as a marinade too. And today I am joined by the owner of Secret Artvark, Stacey Mor- Moritz, did I say that right? Moritz. Moritz, perfect. Welcome Stacy, and thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So first off, can you tell us a little bit about the sauce and the company behind it?
1: Certainly. Um, Secret Artwork is our habanero hot sauce is unlike most hot sauces. If you look at the ingredient level or the ingredients on most hot sauces, you'll see water, salt, vinegar are the prime ingredients. When you look at our ingredients... You'll see tomatoes. In fact, there's three kinds of tomatoes, carrots, onions, and that's what makes our hot sauce different. Uh, I often have people say, why would I need another hot sauce? I already have, and I won't name check anybody, but I already have <laughs> this traditional, normal hot sauce that everyone knows. And I, and I say to them, and that could be like one of 20, right? And, yeah. uh, and I always say to them, because we're not like them, we're much different.
0: Well, and I can say like, cause I got to try all the sauces and there was, there was this undertone, this like sweetness that was hard to pin down. And I'm guessing it came from the roasted tomatoes and carrots and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly where it came from. When you look at our sauces, you'll see our sugar level is really low because we don't need a lot of sugar. With... Because you're
0: getting it naturally.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. And where did the name come from? That's to me because <laughs> I, I love the name and I love the logo too, but I was wondering like, how did you come up with that?
1: So that's my late husband. Uh, we started this business uh, together back in two thousand four. He uh, passed away in two thousand nine. Uh, I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, me too. It was not it, it, the world is not nearly as tasty a place without him. Um, and he was a kid that grew. I'll tell you the real story, Ben. How about that? He, okay. was, he was a kid that grew up in Del Mar, California, in the eighties. Um, think surf PE and uh, yellow mohawks and Del Mar-, <laughs> okay. Del Mar, California. It was an affluent area, and somebody in the paper wrote a- an article that was something like nine ways to tell if your kid is in a gang. And these boys, uh, sort of smart aleck boys, <laughs> replied and said, we think we might be a gang because we meet all of these, we hang out on a corner. We sometimes wear the same color. You know, they went through the nine things and they said, and our gang name is the secret (laughs) aardvarks. Yeah. They they obviously were not a gang. Uh, One of them, one of them went on to be, you're
0: in the heart. for sure.
1: (laughs) One of them went on to be a editor of a newspaper and a couple others are like real life rocket scientists. And, you know, so um, they just thought it was funny.
0: Very interesting. That's a a great story, actually. And so you were a nurse for what, 30 years?
1: Yeah, I I became a nurse uh, when I was just a child. That's true, I was just uh, 19. (laughs) Um, And I worked in healthcare for 30 years. Um, and how does
0: that experience kind of translate to the day to day of running a hot sauce company?
1: Well, you know, it, it's not it's not really that different <laughs> when you when you think about things like quality and quality control, and that's all the same. I I hadn't done patient care in years. I I worked in a in a management position. I was a director over a division that did healthcare gotcha. quality. So it really was business focused. And I have an MBA, which, you know, seems confusing, a nurse with an MBA. Um, Sounds uh, like a smart nurse. Yeah. Well, nurses, nurses, I'm totally biased, but nurses are some of the smartest people I know. Uh, And, and it wasn't, it wasn't really that different when you think about, you know, how you try to run a business and the quality of it and understanding finance and marketing and things like that. It, it, it really did translate really well.
0: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense, actually. And do you, do you miss nursing at all? Or are you like just so pumped on, on doing what you're doing now?
1: I, I worked two jobs until a year and three months ago. Not oh, okay. the, counting, but I am counting. And so it's, <laughs> it's only been the last 13 months that I haven't done any any consulting work, any or 15 months, I guess that I haven't done any consulting work. Um, I left my my day job, as I call it, uh, for four years and change ago, and I would not go back for anything. You know, I left I left a salary and a corner office and benefits and all of that, and I I would not go back to that for anything. I love what I'm doing. I love running this company. I love having the opportunity to work with people in my organization who I really respect and really enjoy. And we're a small, there's only seven of us and two of those are very, very, very part-time. I really love being able to build an organization that I'm really proud of and really proud of what we do.
0: Well, and it seems to be paying off because I mean, among other awards and accolades, you guys won a number of awards at this year's Scovies, including first place in the barbecue cook it up marinade category for your drunken jerk Jamaican marinade, right? Yeah, we sure did. So, you won a couple other awards. So can you tell me a little bit about what the Scovies are and the different awards you won? <laughs>
1: um, well, um, I don't even have a list of those awards. It, that's how bad we are. You know, we tend to just, um, we're moving so quickly. We saw the Scovy Awards, and we were like, "This is really awesome." I sent them off to the photographer, and <laughs> am awaiting some photos of them. But this, so the Scovy Awards come from a hot sauce organization, and it's and uh, the Fiery Food Show, I believe, is the one that runs that one. And they they do uh, a variety of tastings. One of the things I love about them is they don't focus just on hot. Um, hot is certainly one of their categories. Uh, but they really focus on flavor and interesting food and I th- and they don't just have hot sauce. They have the cook it up section and they have a barbecue section and, you know, they have pickles and they, they have about 30 different um, subcategories. And I think they do a really great job of, of spreading heat into places where people don't necessarily think of heat.
0: Yeah, and I I went through the list today and I saw, I think somebody had like a spicy peanut brittle that had won an award, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and so, I mean, you guys are obviously standing out in your category. So how do you separate your sauce from everyone else's? Like, I mean, obviously the flavors are much different. They're not just packed with sugar and really vinegar and chilies there's more to it but like what else do you think separates your brand from the other millions and millions of hot sauce brands that seem to be crowding the space right now
1: i think that one of the things we try to always always do is put out a really quality product there's a lot of hot sauces out there that follow that standard um, form, formula, like I say, water, salt, vinegar, and some sort of dried pepper, and, and there's a place for that everywhere, but we try to kind of fill that space where that's not what people are trying to do, and we don't try to be the hottest, I, that's not something I've taken on, you know, there's lots of people out there that do some really great products, that are super, super hot, but I'm not, I'm not trying to fill that market. I really want it to be about flavor. I want people to be able to say, I put this on my fill in the blank foods, eggs, pizza, mac and cheese, you know, whatever they put it on. And it makes my food better. I don't ever want somebody to say, Oh, I, I cover up my food with that. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be eating that, right? No, exactly. <laughs> and so, and I think that's, I think that's a different model. I think a lot of hot sauces, and there's nothing wrong with this, and I have many of them up in my fridge, um, where they, it's really, really hot. And that's the whole point of it. But we, that's not where, where we're going. We're really about flavor. The drunken jerk is a really good example of that. It's got kick to it, but it's a marinade. It's not a hot sauce. And the idea is you can cook with that and make some really great food with that. We do a drunken garlic black bean. It's Asian inspired. And then we added a little whiskey to it. So, you know, everything we do has a little bit of a spin to it. And that one's not hot. Um, It's not about heat in that one. It's about flavor.
0: So do you consider yourself... Like a hot sauce company or just a sauce company?
1: Sauce company. Gotcha. Oh, People always want to put us in a hot sauce category. And I just had a conversation with a buyer on that. And he said, I don't have anything like you in my store. And I said, you don't because we're not just hot sauce. We're so much more.
0: And I think I think that's probably a good place to be.
1: <laughs> I do too.
0: And have you, like, as has spicy food always been something that's attracted you or did you kind of grow into that as, <laughs> as the company grew?
1: I, I have always loved spicy food and I've, I've uh, always thought I could cook. Uh, as, as young as like eight or nine, I would make spaghetti sauce um, in a family that is not Italian, but I had seen it made once, and so I could make it. And, and so, you know, experimenting with food and doing things like that have always been a big piece of mine. But the person really behind it was uh, Scott, my late husband. He he loved heat and he loved world flavors, and he loved cooking different flavors. And he really was the inspiration um, behind the sauce and the creator of. Uh, at least the first three sauces. When we started in the farmer's markets, we had kimchi and sauerkraut and gazpacho and 18 sauces. And, you know, I mean, it really was, you're a chef. You know what I'm talking about? It really was about food and flavor.
0: Yeah. When when you start a business like that, you're always trying to kind of please everybody because you don't really know what's going to hit. You're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, right?
1: Yep, And then something's
0: going to rise to the top and it was sauces I guess
1: and we're and so we've come come a long ways we've really we've really found you know where we think we stick I always get people who say to me when are you going to make a rub and I'm like yeah that's not really in my you know in our and what we are that would be a a different company of some sort or when are you going to make this or this, you know, and I'm like, that's a great idea, but probably not something for secret aardvark.
0: I think as a small business owner myself, that's one of the most important lessons to learn is how to be able to say no to, to those kinds of things. Cause you, there's always something in you that always wants to please everybody, but you have to, that's a huge lesson to learn to like know what your business is and stick to it.
1: Well, and when they throw down a gauntlet like that, there's a little bit of us who goes, yeah, I could do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there absolutely is. Um, and so of the cause you guys have five sauces now, right? Cause you, you just introduced the mayo or has that been around for a while?
1: The mayo's new. Um it's it's a really fragile product. And so I'm really struggling with it. I keep pulling it off the market. Uh, We use a non-GMO mayo. You being a chef will really appreciate this. We use a non-GMO, really clean mayo. It's very fragile. We add acid to that in the form of habanero hot sauce. And it breaks.
0: Uh, Okay, Uh I see.
1: So we're using some stabilizers to try and get that fixed. Um, Right now I'm feeling very disheartened about my spicy mayo. Um, but it's I'm delicious sure we'll get by it the way. Out. I really liked it. Thank you. It is great. I use it all the time, but when it when we start to have issues with it, you know, um, I'm trying not to take it to a mayo that has um that's stronger for want of a better term. You know, you can use a, a traditional commercial mayo that's got more preservatives, more fillers in it. Um, but, but, but I'm trying not realize- to do
0: most people don't realize that mayonnaise is actually a fairly fickle thing.
1: It if is. It's not,
0: if it's not like mass produced commercially, there's, right. a, there's a lot of sensitivities to it.
1: And it just is so, even this one, which is mass produced, it's because it's non GMO, because it's very fragile, it just is very finicky. And I don't want to put something out until I know it's right. And so far, every batch we've put out at some point has had an issue with it. <laughs> and so I've pulled it. And so it's even off of my website right now until I can get okay. a fix. We're using, we're you know, you, you try to find a stabilizer that will work and something that works within our model, which is as clean as possible. And I'm trying not to add any big chemicals to it. Um, and, of course, we use we don't use any... Thing but clean um, preservatives um, we don't use any of the big you know um, uh, unapproved preservatives by companies like Whole Foods and things like that sure. so keeping it clean and keeping it simple and pulled together and stuck together <laughs> now I have one that we made a, over a year ago that's been riding around in the back of my car that entire time it's only got a year shelf life on it it's uh 15 months old and it's been bouncing around in my car heat and cold and all of that and it's perfect
0: so it sounds like you you've (laughs) nailed it on that one (laughs)
1: Well on that batch. <laughs> and then since then we've had some breakage happening. So it's it's just it's a it's a real struggle. And so I'm kind of going back to the drawing board and re-looking at it to see how I can make it how I can make it stick together and still have the flavor and the cleanness that we that we want.
0: And what is the development process like for new sauces?
1: <laughs> it starts in my kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Starts in my kitchen, Uh, I get inspired by something. Uh, Oftentimes it's travel, sometimes it's something I just wake up in the middle of the night. Um, uh, Travel is a big piece for me Uh, and I get inspired a lot by international foods. I come home, I make something, you know, 16 test batches later and 50 friends putting it in their mouth Um, and I finally get to something I'm pretty happy with. And then, and then, and then I start to really try to figure it out commercially as far as, you know, because what you can do in your kitchen is so very different because much different. Yeah, I can, right. I can grind paper peppers in my house, but if I'm going to grind them in a commercial kitchen, that's a very different process. So
0: yeah. And no matter how good you are at math, the batches never are exactly the same. Like a small batch is never going to taste exactly like a giant batch.
1: Never, never. And that was see, that's how the mayo started. We were inspired because I mix up spicy mayo all the time to put on my fries. And we were like, we need to do this. And people we had so many people saying, when we would have people over or somebody would try it, they'd be like, why don't you make this? So then I started to try to make it. It's much easier to mix something up in my fridge and use it immediately. But when it's got to sit on a shelf, right for three months. And you don't know
0: the conditions that it's sitting in, like it's the temperature right. fluctuations and everything.
1: Right. So it's it's a it's a struggle, um, and I've never done anything easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I make very complicated sauces, which is also uh, probably my downfall. I have six or eight that are pretty close to being ready to go. Um, I'm just not completely happy with this or completely happy with that. You know, when we get into a small batch or into a big batch, bigger batch from a small batch. So,
0: so that, I guess that brings up my next question. So what's next for Siebert Aardvark? So you guys are going to want more sauces in the near future.
1: I have, I have a couple that I would like to be able to get out this week one, or this year. Sorry, not this week. This week would be fabulous, but it would be this year. Um, <laughs> One of them is coming in priced in too high. You'll get you, you know, you and your listeners will understand this as well. You do this at home and then you start commercially pricing the ingredients. And, and when it's 30% higher than your other products, that becomes a problem. So then you have to go back again uh, and try and fix that. So that's where I am with one of them. I'm actually looking to possibly put out a hot sauce that isn't quite as spicy, and I know that seems counterintuitive because uh, we're all about, you know, big flavors and big spice, but I think that you can produce a mild hot sauce that tastes really good. And so that's something that I'm, I'm mixing around um, to try and do something like that.
0: I think that's a great idea because I know a lot of people are, are really nervous about hot sauces, so they don't even try them. So if there's something that tastes good and is mild it might keep, be kind of like a gateway right the rest of the the scene
1: (laughs) the gate the gateway drug mild yeah yeah
0: (laughs) i I really only have one more question that i i I was dying to ask you and that was what was it like having secret aardvark featured on the hit youtube show hot ones which is one of my favorite shows on the internet right now
1: it was it was really great fun of course you know we waited to see every single episode because we didn't know who they were interviewing either and they they uh, they they had Henry Rollins on there which is one of my favorite uh, I love him I, in so many ways um, his spoken word is one of my favorite events when he comes to town um, and it was great fun and of course it was great fun to watch them you know we are we are lower on the scale so we were third in that lineup so it was fun to watch them enjoy and Adam Richmond of course he's been a longtime fan of Art and and um, uh, when he actually did a man versus food at my late husband's old restaurant and tried artberg there. And he, he's a, he's a regular user of it, but it was fun to watch them because we're three. And so we're a little spicier than some of the others. It's just getting to be um, some heat, but on that spectrum, it's still very low in comparison. It's before but it, was... it starts to
0: burn your face off.
1: Yes, it, it is. But it was fun. It was great fun to watch them enjoy our product and be like, wow, this is really good. Or my favorite response, which we heard a lot, was, wow, this is different. Yeah. Because that's, that, was, that was really important to us. Um, and then, of course, we all love it when they get down to the end and, and yeah. are crying. You know, that's the best part is to watch that.
0: Was there any validation there, like watching them as they inched up in sauces and be like, "This one just it it just tastes disgusting," or "This one is terrible," or, and then like having known that they loved your sauce, yeah, it was all these other ones in the lineup. It was,
1: it was, it was, it was really fun to have them say, "Wow, this is really different," or "This is really good." You know, that was really fun for us because we are very different than most of those hot sauces.
0: And I think, I think that's the big takeaway here is that it's not just a hot sauce. It actually has a lot of flavor to it and a lot of definition, which I, I really appreciated because sometimes, you know, I get hot sauces in it it really, it's just heat. That's all you can taste, heat and acid usually. So yep. it was really nice to have the nuance in there and be able to like the, the complexity to be able to sit down and kind of try and pick out the flavors is what I really enjoyed about it more than anything.
1: Well, I really appreciate that, particularly coming from a chef.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you so much. I'm going to let you get back to work. And I, I very much appreciate your time. And you know, thank you for sending me the hot sauces and everything.
1: Happy to. I look
0: forward to what you guys are going to do in the future.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. Guys, I just wanted to say a very big thank you for you to making it to the end of the episode. Um, I really enjoyed Doing this interview with Stacy, I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. I know that's a little different than the usual Thursday programming, which is brief history. Though there was some brief history of Secret Ardvark in this episode. Uh, if you want to check out Secret Ardvark's sauces, you can go to secretardvark.com or check them out on social media at Secret Aardvark. Pretty straightforward. Uh, thank you again to Stacy Moritz for joining me, um, and thank you to everybody for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. With another fantastic episode of Food and Five. Tomorrow is Friday. That means it's Everything I Know Day, and we're doing Everything I Know about pork chops. So have a great Thursday, everybody. I'll see you then.